Welcome back to another episode of June's Thoughts. Today I think we'll take a step in the deep realm. My topic today is, what is depression? Where does it come from? And how should one deal with it? So to kick off the segment, I must actually begin with a story from my own experience into depression. And then we can dwell on the, dwell on the topic. See, during my sophomore summer, going into junior year in high school, I found a passion for fashion, as one would say. And I was completely immersed in it. But I was also a football player at the time, so my time was very limited with my fashion. But there was something about it that I just couldn't shake. It was something that totally encapsulated me. I wanted to do it. It was something I really wanted to do. And I'm not talking merch or just drivel or simplistic designs or fast fashion. I was talking about making true art, like creating masterpieces and having my name on them but with as I said with football going on I had very limited time doing that so we'll go into my junior year when I start actually going to school and having football on the side see prior to fashion football was my first love and there was nothing that could have shaken it uh then I thought so that's what I thought then But it actually changed out to be that over the years, the thing that I loved was being construed by the people that were the heads in the system. So my coaches, the people at the school, I was being restricted completely. I hated it. And I just, I didn't understand it. Me being who I was prior, I was always used to doing what I must and doing what I can simply because I wasn't one to look for trouble, but I was curious. So whatever I did never brought out anything negative, but it was questioned. It was eccentric. So after realizing that I was restricted creatively, I started realizing also that not only was I restricted creatively, but I was mentally and physically restricted. I couldn't say what I wanted to say. I couldn't speak the way I wanted to speak. And it started to become a thorn on my side. I couldn't think how I used to. I couldn't think how I was able to think. It started becoming a problem. I started having anger problems within this situation I started having constant tantrums and as you look back on it now it's kind of funny but at that time it was something I was completely completely feathered in I I couldn't escape it I was angry every day just because I knew that someone that thought, well, someone older than me was just trying to control every single thing that I did, and it just didn't sit right with me. 
eventually, I fell into a deep depression. So, I would always not go to school. Or I'd just stay home in my bed and, and sleep it off. And my friends, they didn't know what was going on. See, whenever I did go to school, I'd have to, but I would dread it because I hated being there. And when I didn't go to school, I still dreaded being in existence. I was questioning who I was at that time. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know if I was Junior the football player, Junior the intellectual, or Junior the creative. I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on one, and I knew I had to choose one. So, continuing on, I'm in my senior year, it's junior, junior year spring, going into senior year, and I've reached my arc. Like, I've proven to the coaches that, was, that were judgmental the years prior that I was able to do something on the field. But they still weren't using me within the practices. After grievous, grievous work and going actually and doing actually pretty well in the competitions that we were given when I was on the team. I still seen that I wasn't given a chance, but they were trying to control me as if I was one of their pawns. So I quit. I quit the football team. And I won't say that certain certain observation from the outside forces aren't always negative, but within the terms of actually trying to control you, that's when the line is drawn. So I quit the team and, you know, all these things happen. Um, I don't feel as close. I don't feel as close to my friends as I once did because they were all football players, and I just didn't feel in tune with myself. Everything, every day, was a living, literal hell. So, senior year, I'm off the football team. I'm within myself, and I'm dwelling within my fashion. See, while I'm dwelling within my fashion and actually persisting, I'm actually per- being persistent in doing whatever I wanted to do, my depression was still an anchor on my, it was still an anchor on my mental, and I just could not shake it at that time. I wanted to know, I started looking into myself because I was just trying to at that time, I was just trying to throw myself into another activity because I felt like a failure. I felt like a quitter. Quitting that football team at that time was probably one of my worst, me thinking this, it was probably my worst decisions. But, I mean, I'm still living here today and I'm still going. So, I mean, it couldn't have been as terrible as I thought it was. So, after coming to a realization that I can't just jump into another activity to distract myself from what's really going on, I started asking questions. I started really trying to figure out 
why I was so mad and what was causing it. Why did I always feel bad? It was the people around me, my sanctuary, the vibes around me, the energies around me. They were always negative, consistently negative, and it obviously seeped into my mind that everything is negative. So that's how I was to act around everything. See, I felt as though you can be nice, but when it's time to snap, you must go full force. If if I wanted to be a better person and evolve how I always knew people were able to, then I had to beat this constant state of negativity that I'm putting myself in. I realized that, yes, my surroundings are negative, but why can't I be that light that walks through? Why can't I be that positive factor through all the negatives? They can't tell me that I have to be a negative. So why does it seem like it? Because I was giving them control of me. The people's opinions actually held deep, deep meaning within me. And uh, it, it, it kind of became toxic in a way. So after really finding myself and realizing the situations that were, that were at hand and understanding how this depressive state that I'm in was simply put on by myself. I was manifesting it. How can I manifest my happy place? How can I manifest my paradise? By finding who you really are. Questioning yourself and finding out who you want to be. You will always evolve. There is no stagnant place for the human being. Evolution is literally imminent. You can't stop it. That's why when you're five, you're shorter than when you're ten. You're growing at all times. Now, why I say this is, let me get into the actual dictionary definition for depression. What is depression? In scientific terms, it's a mental health disorder characterized by persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities causing, causing significant impairment in daily life. Simply put, it's a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. From my story, my definition is it's a disease that comes about from being drained and filled with negative energy, then being unable to choose who you truly are. You've either lost your identity or you're growing into a better one, but you're having problems within the sanctuary and the process that comes with it. Why do I say it's a disease? Because as all diseases, it can, it can be cured. There is nothing stopping you from being that positive light that you're looking for in your life. No one else is living it but you. Let's take a caterpillar in a cocoon, in a cocoon for comparison. 
a caterpillar goes through metamorphosis. For a caterpillar to turn into a butterfly, it must digest itself using enzymes triggered by hormones, then sleeping cells grow into the body parts of the future butterfly. So what I'm saying is, the caterpillar must first break itself down to realize what it will want to be in the future. It breaks itself down and puts the nutritious factors it needs into certain body parts that it has to grow into a butterfly. This is probably the greatest comparison I could have gave you because when people are depressed, they go into a social cocoon, literally. They want no parts of anything. They want to stay away and they want to be to themselves. When a cocoon is overly dark, that means the, com- the caterpillar has died within the cocoon. To check, people would usually poke it and if it bends and stay bends, if it bends and stay bent, excuse me, then the caterpillar has died. Now think of the negative forces that I was telling you about. Think of these emotions flooding within the caterpillar. What color do you think the cocoon would be? It is the comparison the same to you. If negative forces around you and they are subliminal, you will not always see them. If they have flooded your mental state, you've become and become unable to grow into your new self, a better you, you will fall into a constant state of major depression. It is simple fact that the things around you completely dictate how some people will act. Now, after coming to that realization, one must accept that all things are capable if they actually put their mind to it. See, the answer to my question, if I was the intellectual junior, the artistic junior, or the athletic junior, is all the above. I was trying to restrict myself to one thing when I was completely everything, in whole. Just because you subjugate a department or divide its departments does not make it a different company. They are just subdivisions under the same department. So why was I trying to stick to one thing when I'm all? I can simply decide which one I give my attention to at the moment. But every one of those abilities complete me. So where does depression come from? As I stated, it's from the bad or negative energies that is. Negative energies being the people that you don't see that are laughing behind your back. The people that are talking about you. Your parents insulting you. Your teachers judging you. Your surrounding not being what you usually see. 
not seeing what you want to see, all these factors are things that can cause negative energy. Positive energy is finding the truth in oneself or being able to face negativity and walk through it because you know you are a positive factor. Once one really realizes that they are who they are, they are completely whole, they cannot be just one thing, they must be completely whole, there is no negative factor that can or will be able to speak to you. Simply because you have a mental fortitude now where you know your answers, you know what you're capable of, you know what you're not capable of, and you have not given yourself any weakness that is to be portrayed or picked upon. So the three main places where negativity is, well, depression is stimulated, is deep within your brain. Those three places are the amygdala, the hippocampus, in the dosomedial thalamus. I am not that smart. I just searched that up. Trust me. So, <laughs> to, but this also puts in play that the manifestation of one is actually the concurrent battery for depression. It's what fuels it. Your own thought is keeping you in a constant state where you wish you were not. Finding that rite of passage, ensuring, letting yourself know that you are greatness, you are succession, you are progress, then there's nothing that can stand in your way. There's nothing that can detriment you if you already know where you're going. It is from experiences. It is from the people that we interconnect with. It's the people that we integrate with. It's our surrounding areas. Everything. It's a main factor for you to go into cocoon and come out that beautiful butterfly. It would have to be from your own enzymes, your own thoughts. You have to be that anchor. You have to be that, that wrench that breaks the anchor. Excuse me. You must be that persistent in your own fortune because nothing else around you wishes good for you except you and your creator. And sometimes... They put you at detriment without noticing it because they have been detrimented their entire lives. So that's what they know. You must be the link that is broken. You must break that chain link. If depression is a concurrent state in your lives, in your mother's lives, in your grandmother's lives, in the lives before that, in the elders, then you must be that one person that breaks the cycle. Everyone, everyone seems to go through some type of depression. 
but is simply self-inflicted at all times. Now, my friends, may I finally state that these are my claims. These are my opinions. And these are June's thoughts. I hope you've enjoyed your time listening to my stories and conclusions. I also hope you'll tune in next time. We've got another banger. This was June's thoughts. See you soon, my friends. And be safe.